0: This episode of No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Trade Coffee. Get fresh roasted and ethically sourced beans from America's best independent roasters. And Trade Coffee ships free to you as often as you like, whole or ground. Right now, Trade Coffee is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com no meat Hi, this is Hope.
1: This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. You're a you're a you're a gamer guy.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you could call me a gamer guy, but I have dabbled just a little bit in my adult years
1: in gaming. We have uh we spent several minutes over the course of uh of this podcast talking about talking about your uh your what is it, Nintendo Switch uh, Nintendo gaming. Switch,
0: and then we got an Xbox eventually. Oh, we got an Xbox. The yeah, Nintendo okay. Switch is kind of uh entry-level. It's, sort of, it's sort of amateur. It's kind of, it's a toy, whereas the Xbox is a serious game. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> wow. I had no idea. So, uh, all right. So, so you, you've, you've dabbled with uh, some games. I know you've spent some. Dabbled, yes.
0: <laughs> no, that's, I mean, I've, I've only played one game with any seriousness and everything else I've literally just dabbled.
1: Okay. All right. Well, so, have you entered the realm of Web3 Metaverse? no uh
0: you haven't i i'm fascinated by these things i think i think like the esports idea how that has mm-hmm. become in, in many many ways as big as real sports uh and and if you doubt that google some of the stats on it because it's this whole world going on that you don't really see if you're not part of it um so i think it's such an interesting thing uh and, and similarly with with the idea of a metaverse i think that's really cool too and probably a big part of the future uh but i have zero interest in like doing it like
1: none you know i can i kind of would have taken you as like uh, a metaverse real estate investor and uh, already (laughs) already purchased a bunch of real estate and (laughs) no no
0: i just don't i don't know i mean i i think it's kind of cool i think i think the nft idea is kind of i I mean i don't know i think it's a huge bubble that's just going to burst one day yeah, yeah but but it's cool i mean it's, it's a neat idea that you could have sure a metaverse real estate and own pieces of art in that metaverse and mm-hmm. display them there. i mean it's, it's neat <laughs> I
1: don't know. well I, you know so uh, this isn't really where i wanted to go but i think i think it's a. Uh, I think the the future of uh of web online shopping is going to be going to a mall in the metaverse and like trying on clothes and stuff like that
0: yeah i for sure that that would that'd be a Big improvement over the current experience, I think. I uh-huh. mean, in many ways.
1: Yeah. So, like having having that real estate for you know, if you're like supplement shopping and you want to you know check out the different vegan supplements and uh, and go into the complement store, you know, I could see I could see that being a thing. So maybe Compliment needs to invest in.
0: Well, I'm going to a Web3 conference next month, Doug. So there you I'll, go. I'll, I'll Excellent. Come back with some ideas,
1: perhaps. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the, the, the reason I'm bringing this up is because. Uh, I, I used an oculus which is uh, it's owned by Facebook but it's an independent company I think Facebook bought it a while ago so
0: okay pause one second I just saw it on Adam TV this weekend mm-hmm. uh, after I first heard you mention this and and it was by Facebook's company I mean by meta I guess but it wasn't it wasn't called oculus that I saw do they have multiple ones or did they just not say
1: the name of it uh, that's a great question. I could be totally wrong and maybe Facebook doesn't own Oculus, but that was what I was told when I put it on. Um, I don't know. Or, or was it the, maybe, maybe Oculus twos, it has a new name or something. Uh, I have no idea. Do you remember what it was called?
0: No, I'm going to, I'm going to Google as, as you're talking here. It was an ad about, actually an ad that did nothing for me. It was about a, a woman who was sort of like a fitness lady and she was showed a little screenshot of a tweet or a whatever whatever kind of meta thing it was uh of some other woman saying you know i get the vr but i or yeah the vr thing but i think i'm just gonna pass because i'd I'd rather do this and then the woman in the fitness girl was like do you you don't want to do this and this and then she showed herself with all these crazy backgrounds and like and get in the best best shape of your best shape of your life and it was like for me i was like no like i don't want to do any of that like i just want to do the normal running and whatever uh i don't know but and, and then so I'll, I'll look up that ad and see if I can find it. Uh, but anyway, continue.
1: Okay, so so I was uh, I was babysitting for a for my cousin. This was uh, they have a newborn. This was their first night away from the newborn or evening away from the newborn. They didn't want like a sixteen year old, so I volunteered uh, my services to come and hang out at their house. Um, instead, I just started just uh, having a beer and uh, and going into a, a virtual reality. Um, so who knows what even happened in the house while i was while i was there right. real house no i'm just kidding i was very very attentive to their <laughs> to their infant um but um no but but so they had it they had one of these and uh <laughs> i put it on and immediately man i I gotta tell you, have you do you remember the first time you ever went to um a uh an imax theater and not the ones which are just like a big screen that you have it like your traditional movie theaters, but one that, like, goes up above and, like, behind you. Like, at a museum. They have them at, you know, like...
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've... Yeah, I've... That's what I've seen those things.
1: Okay. I remember as a kid, the first time I went into one of those, and it was, it was a movie... About it was like an ocean movie, kind of uh, Nat Geo style, and and you were in there and you were swimming with these fish, and they were surrounded. They surrounded you up and above and you know behind you. And Mm -hmm. I was just like totally blown away about what that experience was. Well, this is that except, except on steroids. I mean, just totally different because you are you're in a room. You feel like you're in a room. You look around you. You see everything. It's 360 even on the floor. Mm-hmm. you are completely immersed into this different reality. And uh, and then you can interact with real people. Like I played ping pong with this guy from Philadelphia um, and we like hung out and talked. And the ping pong, I mean, it just felt totally natural. I mean, you could do spins, you could, the reaction time of the ball, you know, there was no lag time. It was, I mean, it was so different than like a, a ping pong game where you're playing or some sort of game where you're playing with a joystick. Um, All right. So, I mean, this is cool.
0: Uh, uh, so I have more, but the ping pong thing, like, did it kind of, I I know you're saying it's better than any video game. Was it like satisfying and fun in the way that playing real ping pong is, or is it still just like kind of a relatively poor replacement?
1: It was, I would say somewhere in between, right? I mean, it wasn't like, of course it's not going to feel entirely the same, right? Like when you don't actually hit anything, right? So there's no like negative reaction.
0: No, but they could make that if they wanted, right? They could give you a little thing to hold, and
1: yeah, yeah, sure. So, I mean, yeah, that could be improved. Um, you know, and, and uh, but it was it was really fun. Like I, I played it for quite a while and got got kind of into it. And this yeah. is like this is one of the entry level games, you know, ping pong, right? <laughs> um, did the guy look like a guy like himself, or did
0: he have some like crazy like or on or something, something that he designed, or like crazy like video game hair? He,
1: I mean, he looked like a video game character um like he 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 was his own avatar he he had
0: made for himself yeah uh uh-huh
1: but but he looked uh you know i mean it was clear he wasn't like a real human it wasn't like a hologram of like him Mm -hmm. um you know so he looked like a video game character but you know but we would talk and you could hear his background noise and i'm sure you could hear mine (laughs) Um, which you can turn off by the way of course Uh, but you know he was like listening to music and we were making jokes and stuff like that. Anyway, it, it, we, we played for quite a while. It was, it was very fun. Uh, and then I wanted to experience some new things. Went rock climbing. That was also just a very fun game, right? It, didn't, it was in no way the same experience of going actually rock climbing, right? Because you can't feel the, the, the rock on your fingers. You're not going to get blisters. Your feet aren't involved, right? It's all hands. Hmm. Um, uh, but that, I'm sure, will change in the future. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, but but it, was just, it was like a really fun way to experience a video game. Mm -hmm. And then, then I did a few things like, uh, and this is where the exercise part gets in. I I, I entered a boxing ring, uh, boxed for a while and then went and switched it up and did a little street fighting. Um, but man, I was so, so incredibly sore the next day after that. I think it, I think it was from (laughs) that. (laughs) Just these weird muscles of just like, you know, I was punching as hard as I could and you get hit. And even though, um, you're obviously not actually getting hit the way that the, the screen kind of like, shakes and and changes you know you kind of like bounce back you know it kind of Uh knocks you back a little bit even though nothing is actually knocking you back Uh it's just it like you really are immersed into this world i can see how how you could hang out and 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 have dinner like uh, you know the dinner thing and this was part of the facebook ad you know the meta ad when they were talking about the new metaverse is like going to have dinner at a peruvian or a penesian Parisian cafe. Um, <laughs> but what, with your
0: own American hamburger? Right. What, see, like- that
1: that's the dumb part, right? Is like, yeah. like, as soon as you start in bringing something real into <laughs> something outside of the, the virtual world, uh, into it, then it doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> but you know, but I could see like, you know, having a beer, like if, if you and I wanted to have a beer uh-huh. instead of doing it on zoom or something like that, or, uh, just over the phone, you know, actually like, hanging out in a cool place there's Mm -hmm. background music going on in that reality we're looking around there's people having conversations we can poke fun at um and and we drink our beer and and we talk i could or play chess or whatever like i could see that that like becomes Mm -hmm. a real thing it to me it so it was not a substitute for the actual real thing right there's just no way in my mind that it could ever be that but could it enhance things like our team meetings could it enhance uh hangouts I don't know, man. It was pretty cool. <laughs> I've been talking about it ever since. It's a week later, and I've been talking about it ever since.
0: Yeah, that, that is kind of cool. I guess, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not one who is, like, slow to adopt things, I don't think. Maybe I am, I guess. With cell phones, it certainly was. Uh, I don't know. I just It just seems weird. Like, I usually get excited about these things. I don't know why this one. Maybe it's, like, the Zoom experience of COVID, like, how deflating it felt to, like play poker with friends for the night and then you're done Mm. and you realize you've just been sitting there staring at a screen and like now you just go to bed i don't it was just like i just it made me very sad i did not like it at all yeah um and so when you talk about having a beer i imagine us like when we're done take off these masks or whatever it is over your head goggles and then it's just and then that feeling of like god i didn't even i don't know it's just i don't know but i don't i see the potential like I, i see how this is really cool in a lot of a lot of ways, and way better than mm-hmm. anything else we have. Um, but
1: even so, even if you took out the social interaction part and just thought about how this is going to change gaming, uh-huh. um, sure. you know, I think that I think that that is uh, that is really cool. So I'm not one for the shoot 'em games, you know, the like for first player first shooting games, uh-huh. first person shooter games. Um, I had a weekend a couple months ago where it was a guy's weekend, and we played a lot of them, and and it got it, it was fun, and it was it got you know that one night basically of of playing that game. I don't even know what it was. It was something, it was World War III, uh Call of Duty. Um, playing that for several hours one night was probably all I needed for the next like two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did, so there was one on, on this VR. So I, I did like go into it just to see what it was like. And uh, it was a completely different experience because you literally like turned around, looked around, or like if someone was shooting at you, you turned around and shot instead of like using the joystick to like, maneuver everything. It was just, it felt way more real. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, if you're into that kind of thing, I could see how, how much inha- of, or how much of an enhanced experience it would be to, to have this. Yeah, um, totally. That makes sense. But yeah, I'm so not going to buy one anytime soon, <laughs> but it feels pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I'm, I think, I mean, I think some, there's probably some really neat, like my daughter coincidentally was asking me about this stuff and, this past weekend, I think. And uh, I was talking about the, like how we don't need, you don't need to travel to Spain. I mean, of course you want to still travel to Spain, but mm-hmm. like if you're, if you don't have the means to travel or it's COVID time and you just can't, yeah, like to be able to like, go to a city and, and experience a lot of, you know, what it sounds like to be, like you said, it's not, not gonna be the same food or the same smells, but like if, if desired, you could recreate that stuff. But mm-hmm. like to be able to go learn about a country or a period of time by actually going to a Pretty good simulation of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty neat. Like that—that's an incredible thing that we can start to do. So I, I think there yeah, are a lot of cool applications. That yeah, I mean, really I think now
1: we're getting into the to like the the meta um, propaganda of like how it's going to change education. But you know, I kind of think that there's some truth in that. Uh, of you know, my daughter is super into science right now. Just I mean, dinosaurs and rocks and oceans and turtles and all that stuff. And you know, she would freak. She'd be so stoked if we could send her into a dinosaur world, you know well, and She should
0: go to a uh, Dave and Buster's. That's right. They'd our dinosaur <laughs> world and you get to shoot at him, too <laughs> I don't know if she wants to kill. Him.
1: but you know I mean, or, or, or even like an ocean world or something like that, you know, have living that experience that I had in that uh, IMAX theater when I was her age um, But just way more intense and 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 more interactive uh, That would I think it would blow her mind
0: Cool. Good. Well, I was as you were talking, I was googling, and the reason I was confused. This is going to sound like an old person, but uh, it was uh, it was it was advertising Quest or Quest Two or Meta Quest, which is apparently the model of the Oculus device. See, that's what I said. Yeah. So you were right. I just just but I don't I don't think they said Oculus in it, but I don't really know. <laughs> uh, anyway, if you if you Google new Oculus commercial, you can see the ad I was talking about. Okay. Uh, with the fitness, uh, I this weekend, Doug. Had an opposite. Uh, if we're talking about gaming, gaming experience. So we, my family, <laughs> okay. just, my family just moved, and uh, right next to us is a flea market. Right next to our neighborhood, which each weekend is, is full and it's full parking lot. A crazy place to go into. I went in there, got some uh, got some old records and a few other little things. But one of the things I bought was a mini game retro game anniversary edition, uh-huh. which is. A knockoff of the old mini nintendo nintendo entertainment system thing okay so it's meant to be retro gaming except it's made in china and it, I, mean, I guess the real nintendo's made it or at least was made in japan uh so not a knock that it's made in china but a lot of cheap things are made in china and this is one of them <laughs> so if the the claim is that it had 620 or 650 games on it and i was like this is this is awesome like I'll, i don't care if, it, if it's not the real thing <laughs> just a little knock on, knock off and get to play all these old games I went and turned it on, and first of all, like, the, the graphics was terrible. Uh, it's, like, it's like worse than the original somehow. I don't know what it, the, what the <laughs> processor is or whatever, but somehow it's worse than the original. Uh, and, and, like, the, the characters disappear sometimes. Like, half of their body would disappear if they – just that kind of stuff. But then – so then I started playing – going down the list of games. And I got very excited because there's, like, Super Mario 8, 10, and 12 that you can play. And 14. And like, wait, what? Super, there is a Super <laughs> right. Mario 14? So, so I tried one of them, and it was like, not at all like Mario, except the guy kind of looked like Mario. Uh, I, I played that for about two minutes, and then I went to Ninja Turtles 2, which I loved as a kid. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But uh-huh. then I went to Ninja Turtles 3 and 4, uh, which didn't exist as a kid, at least in this country. Uh, and then I kept scrolling down the games list, getting more and more excited uh, that there were all these very high number sequels of games that I knew... <laughs> And then after 150, the list repeated, and then it repeated again, <laughs> and repeated again. And, it's, and and like a bunch of them were different languages, the the screens, and it's like all these you know, Chinese characters. And I've started to think maybe that the repeating of the list was each each time they put it in a different language and they were counting that as a different game. But it turned out it wasn't that, it was just that whatever, some of the games were only in Chinese. And I just can't believe, and this thing, if you can Google it, mini game, retro game, I mean, it's sold on Amazon has four star reviews but people are complaining people complain about that the games list repeats after 150 (laughs) even though like the whole claim is 600
1: Uh, hilarious.
0: yeah so anyway
1: so is there actually a ninja turtles three and four
0: i mean they're on there i didn't i didn't get that far i when i realized that the list repeated and i realized i tried to play hudson's adventure island which used to be a great game and it was really not great at all First of all, because it was in Chinese, and second of all, because the guy kept disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just not not a good experience. I have the actual like the licensed real Nintendo Mini Nintendo, and that's kind uh-huh. of a fun system. And on the Switch, you can go do Nintendo Switch Online. You can get access to old, you know, all the old games played on the Switch. That's uh-huh. that's fun too. I really really enjoy retro gaming much more than I enjoy modern gaming.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, but this is not uh, this is
1: not the way to do it. That, that that's pretty funny. That's pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> um, so I want to back up real quick. <laughs> I don't know we're okay. almost twenty minutes into this episode. Maybe yet. we should only do, talk about VR and Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we should. <laughs> uh, is VR the future of veganism, Matt? Possibly. It might be future of hunting. Maybe you can go and uh, mm. do vegan hunting. Scratch that itch with uh, yeah. yeah, like mm-hmm. I did
0: at Dave and Buster's.
1: Or uh, if you have right before you eat a burger, you have to go to you have to watch it get slaughtered. In, in person yeah. really i think well
0: <laughs> it'd be an <laughs> no, interesting I, exercise if you were non vegan to have to do that uh
1: anyway that's not where i was going with. uh <laughs> what i wanted to go back to was uh you were buying records do you have are you a record are you record guy now uh,
0: i am i am a, a sort of a record guy because we have a record player that you know nothing great just got a record player for the for the novelty uh-huh i am not a, like you an anti-science guy who who believes that the records sound better even though science <laughs> demonstrates that they don't uh because you know the analog sound is warmer or something
1: uh i believe in science on everything except for that i think except, no there's other things you don't believe in science on <laughs> oh yeah like, like
0: that once when we were playing fantasy baseball and i sent you you were telling me about hot streaks, and I sent you an article clearly demonstrating that the idea of a hot streak by a baseball player is is an illusion. It's a it's a myth. Mm. It's a hot hand effect. It mm. is a known concept. And you read that, and then you said, "Well, I still have to have to believe in confidence and whatever else." And I thought, "How can you just how can you just ignore a proof? Right? Oh, Scientific that is proof." So
1: funny. I have very little memory of that, and that was clearly on the top of your mind. I mean, ever since then, I
0: thought Doug Doug doesn't necessarily believe in science. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and so and so, the record players, say, and so the record player is And so the record player is another example of that. It's just I when I when you said that I thought, yeah, it makes sense. Fits fits <laughs> the story I have in my head about Doug and, and science. <laughs>
1: Man, that's so funny. I guess uh, you know. I think that that baseball thing was probably much more having to do with just being stubborn than uh, <laughs> the not not believing in science. I think it's what you maybe... said was. I
0: think what you said was. You said I sent you it, and I said so. I said I get that it sort of seems like that, but if the if the numbers and the science and the data proves otherwise, then you have to throw out that that uh, conclusion. And you said something like, "Spoken like a true mathematician." And I thought, yeah, like of course, like that—that's right. <laughs> but I think he meant it as that's a cold way of looking at reality or something. I don't know. Uh...
1: Gosh, I, you have—I have like hardly any memory of this at all. Like it sounds a little bit familiar, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was in your grandmother's house when I was when we were doing that.
1: Okay, that was when you were deep into the uh, stats deep in, of deep of into fantasy, daily fantasy. Mm-hmm. Then
0: yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this is not an insult and this is this is a charming aspect of Doug. I think it's Okay. All right. Right? It's just it's I, I think you're right. Like if everyone was cold and calculating, mm-hmm. what what magic would there be in the world?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway, so so anyway. you're you're becoming a record guy. Are, you, are so, you having jazz hours?
0: No, because I haven't gotten a jazz album yet. I put on a I put on jazz a whole lot on Amazon Alexa. And that's one Thing that i would love to have on a record but i just haven't stumbled across i'm not going to go pay 25 dollars for records at best buy and mm-hmm. i've tried sorting through record stores during covid and i just it was, didn't feel like it, it was you know everyone was scared of covid at the time uh so i was trying to, i was hoping to find that at this place but i didn't but as soon as i do i will have jazz hours with jazz records my kids are at the age where like i can actually have jazz hour again and mm-hmm. they, they can either be part of it or not but i've always enjoyed your your jazz hour idea uh what i got this time was like uh classic country records which i'm actually oh, now that interesting as, as we moved to, i think i probably told you that. <laughs> now
1: that you're a south carolina resident <laughs> <in your>
0: country <laughs> no it's, it's not the <laughs> south carolina part it's the moving to charlotte like i i really i always thought i was in the south when i was in Asheville, and i have since moving to charlotte realized that that is not the south that is the mountains that is mm-hmm. the appalachian mountain culture and yeah. certainly you know overlaps a little bit with the south but it's a very different vibe there than like just the sort of southern thing uh yeah, yeah. and and oh, the same I goes for the that. music so so in, in ashore i listened to a i mean not a lot but a fair amount of bluegrass and i just enjoyed you know that part of the culture but that the music here there's a whole lot of country music on the radio that isn't mountain music it just it's just you know what uh-huh. you think of as country music so for whatever reason this made me listen to more of it and and i've always enjoyed classic country so i got a few uh, you know, Marty Robbins and uh Loretta Lynn type you okay. know, great sense. Patsy Klein. That that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, good. Okay. Whoa, it is that's good. that's great. Well here's what we're gonna do, Matt. If you ever <laughs> invite me to see you again, um no, that's that's a joke. Kind of, kind <laughs> yeah, of yeah. A joke. You're always invited to come come <laughs> see us. Well next time you well, when when you invite me down for a uh, a Charlotte F C game, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna start your jazz record collection.
0: Ah, okay i, I have, like that Do i you
1: have, have some? uh I'll, i have oh i have i have a lot um oh. and and some I'm, I'm i uh i think would be a good a good starter to a a jazz collection uh kind of blue maybe oh yeah that's one of my favorites that's a classic and that's everybody's favorite mm-hmm. i think yeah we could bring smiles in mm-hmm. we could well i don't know i don't know i have to i have to go through the whole the whole collection there but um Clifford Brown and Max Roach, you have any of that? Uh, I don't know if I have any Clifford Brown. Uh... Good. This might be jazz hour. Right now? <laughs> maybe we should do a jazz maybe hour. Should, maybe, should I just put on some records? <laughs> just start being a DJ. Uh uh-huh. Okay, Matt, uh, I think we're going to move on to something else, right? We, we got to move away from the VR stuff. But before we do that, why don't we take a minute to thank our sponsor? This episode is brought to you by Trade Coffee. I don't know about you, Matt, but I've been drinking what's essentially the same cup of coffee for the past several years. I rarely do I do I explore different options. Are you the same way? Are you a... Are you a no. You, you got I, what you I'm, like?
0: I'm always changing up my coffee. Oh, interesting. I'm a lover of variety.
1: Well, I think that this is the perfect solution for both of us because Trade Coffee uses a quiz to match you with the perfect coffee for your preferences and brewing style. Then they ship you a different bag to explore. My latest shipment of Trade Coffee was um, from uh, Blueprint Coffee. It was this medium roast, uh, absolutely delicious, bright, fruity, a whole lot different than the coffee that I, that I buy every, every week. Um, so just a really nice surprise. Trade Coffee connects customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee they've ever had at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. They're independent businesses from big cities and small towns. Trade customers are truly impactful to these independent roasters, often being the largest source of new growth for them. Trade's coffee team actually taste tests thousands of coffees to keep 450 different kinds live and ready to ship every day. There's no one perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you, and Trade's human-powered algorithm will find it. Trade's coffee is so confident that they'll match you right the first time that if they don't, They'll take your feedback, and actual coffee expert will work with you to send you a brand new bag for free. That's the trade's first match guarantee. Matt, what do you think about trade coffee?
0: I, Doug, I think there is nothing in this world better than a coffee subscription. As I told you, I am a variety lover, and I don't get stuck in the rut too much, but I get so excited when I have a new bag of coffee. So when it actually just shows up on its own, and I know that the next day I've got a, a fresh new bag that I've never tried before waiting for me. It's like I think about it in bed the night before, and I cannot wait to be awake drinking that new coffee. Wow. Uh, I actually really like the algorithm. So I tend to always get, as much as I like variety, I always get Ethiopia and Kenya and all these African coffees. So their quiz, they gave me that one the first time, and then the second time just came a couple days, only three days after it was roasted, I should note. uh, It arrived Uh in my mailbox, one from Peru, the Peru Pangoa, which has lemon-lime tasting note. Mm, uh, which must be honest i can can never taste any of the tasting notes from any coffee but i like, but to, is it good? like to pretend what, it's delicious it? it's, they're all good yeah i mean both have been the two i've had have been really great so far
1: well that is fantastic what an it right there right now trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com/nomeat that's more than 40 cups of coffee for free get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash no meat and let trade find the coffee you'll love that's drinktrade.com slash no meat for 30 dollars off
0: all right um uh, <laughs> so honestly i don't know what to do we're 20 minutes in okay no we're more than 20 minutes in
1: uh all right now um okay so here's what we're gonna do okay we're gonna not talk about today's topic
0: yep i know that
1: um and we should talk about something else instead okay so I uh, I announced about four weeks, four and a half weeks ago on my own social channel. I know that everyone pays attention to that. So uh, I think uh, you know everyone listening has probably already heard this. But basically, sure. what I was trying to do was um, I was feeling feeling unfit and feeling unmotivated, and uh, and I just wanted to wanted to jumpstart. So the idea was not a running streak. It was not any any sort of um, specific. Uh, end goal around like getting me ready for a race or something like that what all I wanted to do was was get back into a, a, a regular fitness routine and have a, a bit of strength and a bit of endurance and so um, the The streak was six, six weeks. I'm four and a half weeks in now uh, of either running every day and that's not like going up, out for a mile, but actually going for a run or um, Or a bike ride. Uh, so some sort of endurance thing. Okay, uh, or if I didn't want to do that, you know, that kind of quick, if I only had 20 minutes type thing was, uh, this hit workout that, um, I've been doing. I had been doing some beforehand. It was inspired by, uh, Michael, our compliment CMO mm-hmm. who, mm-hmm. um, you know, basically 45 seconds on 15 seconds off. I think we've talked about this before, um, seven minutes of that. And then you rest for a minute and then you, uh, repeat. Uh, and it's just kind of mostly body weight or, or kettlebell stuff. Um, real simple, high intensity, um, uh, strength exercises. So if I if I only had the 15 minutes or the 20 minutes, that's what I was gonna do Otherwise, I was gonna go for a real run or a real ride and uh, and try to do it string up string it up for six weeks straight And um, I have to say I'm, I'm just really uh, Really pleased with how it's been going. I haven't been perfect. I've missed I think three days now um, And I'm okay with that. It's it hasn't been like a if I miss my streak you know, it's over type thing. It's not trying to do 500 days of running in a row. Um, and, but it has been just really rewarding. I feel stronger. I feel uh, more motivated. I'm going for more runs. I ran a race last weekend. Um, I don't know. I just, I I like, I I think that if if people are having a a trouble feeling fit, then having a really, um, loose (laughs) streak or, or kind of, uh, what do you call them? Challenge in mind is a really good way to go.
0: Mm-hmm. So, this is great. Uh, I I really like talking about habit frameworks because I get so excited about the possibility, and sometimes so frustrated about not having, uh, like done stuff for for months or a year, and you start some tiny little thing, and you're like, why didn't I just do this easy? Relatively easy thing after the first, you know, two or three days of doing it. Mm-hmm. Why didn't I just do do that the entire past year instead of doing what I, which I did, what I did, which was nothing. Uh, and we talk about, you know, why that doesn't always work because you get stuck and there's the progress, the lack of progress. If it's if it's such a small little action that nothing really builds, and if there's no sort of progress built into your plan, uh, then we've seen those kind of things fail. But anyway, I think uh, it's always super interesting to me what works for for whom at the right time uh and it's cool that this that this has has worked for you i especially like the that you miss a day and it doesn't ruin it it's not like something where you committed and said this is absolutely going to happen every single day and you know no negotiation which is it's such a tempting thing to like start that way uh because then because it's if i guess if you do that it sort of allows you to skip all this period of like having to get mm-hmm. in shape and at least you can go right to the part where you can say like a year from now i'm gonna have done this every single day for the year and i think you sort of get to enjoy a little bit the feeling of making all that progress for a year sure yeah right whereas yeah, if you say I'm, a, I'm gonna allow some skips and things like that then you lose a little bit of that uh ability to to cheat and, mm-hmm. and just skip ahead so i but i think it's great that you actually have have had that attitude and been able to do it because that yeah that's the big thing. Have you had a, I, Have you missed I, two days in a row? Dog? I have that? not
1: missed two days in a row, which uh, which is a big one for sure. We talked about that. i uh, Had a whole episode about that. Right. Um, is that and, on
0: purpose or is that just happening to be that when you miss a day, you just you just happen to get back on it the next day?
1: Well, so I, I set it out. I set out to to do it every day, right? I, did, I didn't say okay, I can skip and that's fine. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I missed. Yeah, fine. You know, I missed a day and I was and I was like, okay, now what do I do? Do I start over? And do I do what? And I was like, No, you know, just keep going. Just like, just keep going. So I'm waking up every day, assuming I'm going to do it, and uh, and just with that mindset of like, okay, I'm, I'm working out today, mm-hmm. and if, and if I miss, instead of just beating myself up, right? Because it's not about the number. It's not about that 365 days in a row or whatever. It's just about trying to be fit. And so if I'm waking up every day, you know, just assuming that I'm going to work out, then if I miss a day, you know. Uh, that has been okay because the next day I wake up and I say, okay, what am I going to do for my workout today? Yeah. Does that, that makes sense?
0: Yep. How many days um, did you go at the start before you had a missed day?
1: It was at least two weeks in or, yeah, it was probably about two weeks in. Yeah.
0: So that's interesting. Cause I was, I was going to guess that maybe it was pretty early and that's why it didn't affect you too much. Um, mm. Because I think if like, if I, if I got two weeks into a streak or when I get two weeks into a streak, I'm very much then like, loving the fact that i've done 14 days in a row mm-hmm. and to, to miss is like devastating thing and it often would make me just quit from there unless you know that's from the outside i said this i'm doing the two-day rule thing and i'm never going to miss twice uh so anyway it's just cool that you're that that this is working are you is there any um is there any kind of progress like built into what you were doing or are you just kind of doing what you feel like doing and there's no like requirement
1: uh, there's no, yeah, there's there's no real progress built into this. Um, I, I'm feeling stronger, and I'm seeing it in like in those hit workouts, you know, getting in more, mm-hmm. more reps like that. So I think that that, uh, like, I'm feeling the progress, um, but uh, there was no actual progress. You know what I did do for the first time in my life though, was what? take a, uh, a, a underwear mirror bathroom shot photo of myself. <laughs> yeah.
0: that's like the before picture or the look how good i look
1: picture no the, the before picture and, <laughs> okay. and uh, i have to say six weeks in it's, it's not going to be that, <laughs> that <dense>. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> i was thinking like what if what if i totally transform my body like i want to document this yeah but and and uh, i'm not working out hard enough to uh to, to have a six week have have six weeks be a total body transformation but um you know maybe this is the beginning of something and i can say exactly. six months later you know that uh, so I did do that, which uh, which was <laughs> which was kind of fun. Did you do that at the very beginning or after a couple weeks? No, I did the first day.
0: Oh, okay, so you all right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Good. I'm glad it's successful. I always like these things. This is this is very good. Um, I was going to bring up pull ups and pull up bar because we have joked about how you had this New Year's resolution of doing yes. doing <laughs> some, but you never actually got a pull up bar. <laughs> <laughs> so you only did them at the at the. Uh when there were Uh kids around uh, at the playground (laughs) (laughs) shirtless shirtless doug doing (laughs) pull-ups while there's one other kid on the playground uh Uh anyway i got a pull-up bar in my garage and i got a good rogue pull-up bar installed it which i don't do like construction projects at all ever so Mm -hmm. i had to learn how to even had to get a stud finder because i didn't have one of those (laughs) I had to ask my dad, like, what screws do you – like, what do they mean when they say wood lag? Like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Didn't know what size. To do. I mean, nothing. So I went and did that, and it felt like I had actually made something, which was – it was the simplest thing. But but it, it worked. It's sturdy so far, and it's straight. So, like, everything – it felt like a success. Uh, that That's all unrelated to the story. It was just it was successful. Bravo, um, man I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. But so I've been trying to figure out – and I don't really have space to add, like – not that I don't have space. I don't really want to add another exercise to my routine that says, like, now, after I'm done my kettlebell workout, I have to do this sort of thing three days a week. So it's a perfect opportunity for me, as plus because I come in the garage a lot, so I'm often walking by it, to use that that uh, grease the groove technique, which is a, a Pavel Satsaline mm-hmm. term that we talked about mm-hmm. on one of these. And, and, like, we talked about it in the context of the frustration I mentioned earlier, where, like, you – you don't do anything for a long time for months and then you just start doing you know 10 or 20 push-ups a day or whatever and you and you you realize like wow i could have always been doing 10 or 20 push-ups a day and i probably could have been adding one push-up a week and then by the end of the year i'd be doing 50 push-ups a day or, or more than that obviously um which would be awesome and and it's like such minimal effort i'm, I'm sure at some point adding one a week becomes unsustainable maybe um but like for a while, you've got something where you're not really putting forth much additional effort over the effort that you started with, which is very little to get ten done in a day. Um, and so it just seems like this like complete no lose proposition of like why wouldn't you just do that all the time? And and the reason I think is that we we it gets boring because we don't see fast enough progress when we start that small. We don't see enough progress to kind of keep us on the track. Uh, so then you you miss it once or twice, and then you kind of just forget about it because it's such an insignificant part of your life that it's just so easy to quit that kind of thing. So this has always just seemed like a, a puzzle to me that we've never, maybe there's no answer to, but I always hope that one day we'll we'll arrive at it. Uh, but anyway, the, this grease the groove idea where you don't ever go to failure, you go only about halfway to failure. So right now I can do something like eight pull-ups, which is not honestly very many at all, but to do four, well, whatever, I mean, just. <laughs> <laughs> I think people are just built for different exercises, but I'm you know fairly lightweight and can do pull-ups without too much trouble, but I can only do eight. But to do four of them feels like pretty much nothing. It's just very, very simple, mm. you know. it's not failure at all. So I can, I can do that every time I walk by the pull-up bar, which is two or three times a day, sometimes more, and I don't do it often more than three times a day. Um, but the idea is that you would keep doing this and then at some point every two weeks or so you would sort of retest yourself and determine that your new that your new max effort is maybe it becomes 10 or whatever and then you start doing half of that it doesn't have to be exactly half it is you just sort of do it until it's it's not feeling that easy and that's when you stop just before that um and so it's like it's one of those tempting things first of all it's it's not just tempting because i think the guy who who talks about this he's he's very good and i like him a lot um but it's one of those things that just seems like there's almost zero effort being put out Uh, and it's like, it it can't possibly fail if you just sort of keep walking by the pull up bar and keep following the rules of not going to failure so that it becomes this effortful exercise. Right. Um, so anyway, so I'm, I'm in the middle of that. I'm dealing already with an unexpected obstacle, which is, uh, calluses like, like painful. I have plenty of calluses from the kettlebell work, but suddenly being on this pull up bar much more, um, and I'm also trying to hang on it to do some like hanging leg raise kind of thing that I'm just trying to learn how to do. But, like this extra time on the bar makes my hands start really hurting, and I feel like I'm only four days into this, but I'm already feeling like I don't know how to grip the bar anymore because it always hurts my hands so badly so mm. I'm immediately coming into this thing of like if you do too much too fast, problems happen, and they they overturn this thing that was gonna be a perfect flawless thing, which of course it actually wasn't, but if we start if you start too fast, everything gets messed up and that I've learned that lesson so many times, and I have to keep relearning it that you have got to like temper your enthusiasm and hold yourself back at the beginning, and don't let yourself do too much, even when too, when too much seems like almost nothing at all. And right. and he recommends this. He says just do one or two sets a day, easy sets at the beginning, and maybe eventually add in a third set after a couple of weeks when you're feeling good. But like you know, on the second day I was doing three and four sets as I walked by, <laughs> because I was like this is so easy. But it always it happens, and then, always the happens, and then yeah. it always does. So it's it is hard that that patience is something that is not that easy to. To have that, but, uh, I'm working on it. So anyway, it's fun. I'm glad to have that bar. Uh, would highly recommend anyone who has space for installing a pull-up bar, do it. It's like, it's simple and it's cool and it just, This is a
1: real pull-up bar, not like a, uh, door
0: frame pull-up bar.
1: Not, the, uh, I forget the name of
0: the power gym. I don't, I don't remember. That's not the name. It wasn't the power gym. But one, yeah, a door frame thing that, that you can get for $5 at Five Below if you'd like.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um. So I have I have a grease the groove thing I've been doing. Oh yeah, I haven't, I haven't told anybody. Okay. Um, every time I, you know, so I would say most By the days. Way, Doug,
0: sorry to interrupt you. I just want people to understand what grease the groove is. The idea is that if you do something often enough, you you really start to develop the skill of it. And and his example is like world class bench press people. They just they do bench press all the time, every single day. Not not a whole lot of weight because you can't do it every day at a whole lot of weight. But the idea is if you do this enough, you actually get skilled, not just strong. And, mm. you know, you just get better at something that seems hard or impossible. So, yep. continue.
1: Um, I appreciate you doing that because now I'm wondering if, my, if mine actually fits <laughs> that definition. <laughs> um, <Okay. laughs> uh, so, a couple times a day we have, uh, I, I get on a, a, a team call or a small group call of, you know, for work, right? Mm -hmm. Of of multiple people and uh, and usually at for the first two or three minutes There's a little bit of banter and you know, how's it going? And what's the way doing? Somebody tells a story Um, Well, I've decided uh, Unless it's a video call which we only have a couple of those um, Anytime that it's not a video call during that two or three minute banter period um, I am doing push-ups to failure. I've been doing it uh, for like the last two and a half weeks No one Mm. has noticed. I've just made myself right just do push-ups to failure Yep, and uh, and it's been, I don't know, it's just been a nice way to like get the heartbeat going and do some ups and, and uh, I don't know. There's nothing more to it than that. But. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, it's, I, I think this is great, and, and that is greasing the groove, right? If you if you're doing that enough, uh, then you you wouldn't need to go to failure to make it, to make it keep going. And I think I think Pavel would argue that the advantage then is that you're more likely to keep doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Because it's not going to feel like like I'm sure I mean, to do anything to failure, maybe it's kind of fun, but it also comes with a little bit of a of a stress and tax. And if, you, if it's a bad day, you just might feel like yeah. not doing it. You probably be less a lot less likely to skip if if you were doing halfway to failure. Not yeah. to say you should change anything because if what you know is working, then then great. But yeah. my point is, I think you're still. I think if you're if you're doing it frequently, it still counts as greasing the groove because you are teaching your body to get better at. Push ups aside from just the strength benefit, like you're like, just like with running, right? You aside from fitness, you actually learn to do stuff better without realizing that you are becoming more efficient in the way you do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I know. I mean, my I, over the last couple of weeks, my uh, push ups have increased in feeling. That Good, um, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. It's just a nice, I, I, I really, I really believe in these kind of uh, just adding in movement, adding in little things, <laughs> gracing the groove uh, whenever you can,
0: yeah. I think we need to find the Holy Grail set of instructions that says here's here's how to live your life as far as fitness habits goes. I mean, if you've got a fitness habit and it's working, then fine. But if you're just someone who doesn't want to do fitness or you're in one of those ruts, there just needs to be some kind of protocol set of instructions that says here's how you do this thing and guaranteed it's going to last a year. If you just do it, just follow these rules, you, you're, you'll have a high chance of success. And that's what I, I want to get at that independent Amen. of
1: personalities across all personality types
0: and and stages of life universal solution
1: to fitness problems i think uh i think if you can do that matt this podcast will never die <laughs> <I think not. laughs> you, all right you can have you can have jazz hours uh any anytime you want <laughs> <laughs> if you can figure that out yeah well uh this wasn't the episode we had planned for but that just means we have uh, another one planned for next week
0: yeah right And I feel glad. I'm glad that we eventually started talking about fitness, and it wasn't all about the Oculus and uh, (laughs) and my (laughs) retro Nintendo device. Uh
1: Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, we will see you next week. Okay. Bye.